0: We're going to be learning a discourse from the Rebbe from nineteen fifty-eight on the words of this week's Torah portion, where Yaakov tells Esav um, that he has been successful, that he has ox and he has donkeys, and we're going to on the spiritual meaning of Yaakov's words. Let's go right to it. Um, this discourse is a little more famous than other discourses because. Of the Aveda. This discourse has a lot of Aveda, talks a lot about how we need to serve Hashem and how to make it real. Um, let's go right to it. Where is it? There we go. Yaakov sent angels, and he said, I have ox and I have donkeys, and I have sheep, and I have male servants and female servants. Says the Medrash, when Yaakov says that he has an ox, he has oxen. He's referring to a kohen who has been anointed. Uh, the Torah says that before the Jewish people go out to war, so there is a kohen who is uh, meant to uh, give them their last parting words before going out to battle. And when the Torah says, Yaakov says that I, the Talmud says, when Yaakov says that he has ox, he has an ox. Who is referring to? He's referring to the kohen who has not been anointed to go out to speak to the jewish people has uh, been de- designated to be the kohen to speak to us before going out to battle what does that have to do with the word ox so there's another medrash which says that the word ox is referring to yosef mashiach ben yosef there, there are in the medrash uh is, there are two Mashiachs described in the medrash Mashiach, who comes from the tribe of Yosef, and Mashiach from the house of David. So Yosef at Tzadik in general, in the blessings of Yaakov, is compared to an ox. So when Yaakov tells Esav that I have an ox, he is referring to someone else who has been anointed as well. He is referring to the anointment of Mashiach ben Yosef. Just as an aside, or actually the point really, um, the Rambam does not talk at all about Mashiach ben Yosef, which means that according to halacha, there is no application of this medrash, practically, chronologically, in the way Mashiach needs to come. The Rambam does describe um, two eras of the coming Mashiach, one era where there are no miracles, and one era where there are miracles, and that's the minimalist uh, version of the coming of Mashiach, where the initial stages of the coming of Mashiach do not have miracles. But the Rabbi said that if we do merit, if we are zachu, then we will proceed immediately into the time of, mer- of miracles, and we are meritorious, and therefore we're going to go straight from exile to eternal life, to the resurrection of the dead, to uh, we're going to go with clouds to Yerushalayim and be there instantaneously. This is because of these chusim, the merits that we have. But if we don't have merits, the Talmud says, instead of Mashiach coming with clouds, or all the Jewish people, rather, arriving in Yerushalayim with clouds, uh, the Talmud says Mashiach will come as a poor man riding on a donkey. So so my point is that although the Rambam um, does discuss some events that may not necessarily occur, that's only because the Rambam is describing the bare minimum, according to Allah, of what Mashiach's arrival can bring. It could bring a time where there aren't miracles, etc. And then only later, in a later stage, will we have the resurrection of the dead, etc. But the Ramam doesn't mention Mashiach, ben Yese, which means that even at the stage, even at the model of Mashiach's coming without merit, we still don't have to go through a stage where we have a, in the, as the way that the Talmud describes it, is going to be one Mashiach from the house of Yosef who gets killed. And then there will be another Mashiach from the house of David. We don't have to go through that. Um, What then does the Medrash mean? So just like there are um, four levels of Torah interpretation, there are four worlds. And the four worlds correspond to the four levels of Torah interpretation. So Pshat, the simple meaning of the verses, is associated with this world. And the higher levels of Torah interpretation are associated with higher worlds. So perhaps it could be said that halacha, which talks about practically what's going to happen in this world, um, that in that realm there is no such concept, there's no concept of Mashiach ben, ben uh, Yosef. But in the regards to the deeper spiritual um, things that need to happen for Moshiach to come, there is a concept of Mashiach ben Yosef. Um, there are those who have spoken about the different interpretations of Mashiach himself, Mashiach Man David, a Mashiach from the tribe of Yehuda, the one who actually, actually will, will redeem us forever, um, how in himself there could be a concept of Mashiach ben Yisif as well, and in a later stage he'll become Mashiach Mandavid. David, he'll become the... Th- th- those are um, various um, ways to analyze the, what, what the Talmud means when it says there will be Mashiach ben Yisaf. But when Yaakov is telling Yisaf, I have ox... He's referring to how he, as we'll see, as everybody discusses, I am ready for it all to happen. I'm ready for the whole redemption to happen. I'm ready for Mashiach ben Yosef. I'm ready for Moshiach ben David. And this is where I'm up to. I have the ox and I have the donkey. The donkey refers to Moshiach ben David. As the Torah says, a poor man riding on a donkey. Yaakov continues and says, I have sheep. Who are the sheep? The sheep refer to the Jewish people. As it says in the Torah, the Jewish people are called my sheep, the sheep of my my pasturing. We also and who are the male servants and the female servants? It's also referenced to Jewish people, as we say in our prayers, uh, as the eyes of servants to their master, as the eyes of maidservants to their mistress so too are our eyes towards Hashem. So we have um, clearly a connection to the sheep and the servants. Um, we are in a state of, as we shall see, a state of bittle, a state of service to Hashem. And that's why we're given that that title. What this means is like this, what, Medish, what Yaakov is telling Esau is as follows. That through the service of sheep, male servants and female servants, which is this is the service of the Jewish people. Through this we will have the ox, through this we'll have the donkey, through this we will reach the time of the revelation of the coming of Mashiach. That means that the Jewish people, people must serve Hashem with acceptance of the yoke of Hashem, Kabbalah Sel. We have to serve Hashem with with accepting Hashem as our king. That's the as it says in chapter 41 in Tanya, that is a first step of serving Hashem. That's the foundation of a serving, serving Hashem. That's the predominant element in serving Hashem. As the, the Rebbe Shab describes um, two kinds of servants, the Rebbe shab says there is what is called Eved Pashut, and there is what is called Eved Neman. Eved Pashut means a simple servant who gave himself over to be a servant of his master, and then there is even them a faithful servant, someone a servant who appreciates who his master is, and um, when you learn the Rebbe discourse, it seems that the higher servant um, is the simple servant, but the Rebbe says here that the that the goal is to reach the level of the faithful servant. Um, I'm not, uh, I'm not sure. Why that's considered the highest level of serving Hashem. Um, maybe when Abba says faithful servant, he's referring to what Rabashab described as a higher level within the simple servant. Um, I don't know. But um, just just to know what we're talking about, there are there are servants that Rabashab says who know their master, they know how great their master is, and they enjoy what their master is doing, and they like it, and they they appreciate it, and therefore they have they're animated and they're, ser- and they're serving their master because they know what they're accomplishing. That's a faithful servant. Then there's a simple servant who doesn't know and does not aware and he is just focused on whatever their master wants. And the advantage of the faithful servant on the service on the surface is that a faithful servant has geshmak; he enjoys what he's doing. The previous Sabbath told me, whatever you do should be with 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 pleasure. It says in the Torah, God will bless you in all asher tasks, and all that you do, asher means pleasure. you got to have pleasure in what you're doing. So clearly serving Hashem with pleasure is higher. However, the Rebbe Hashem says that, the, if I remember correctly, that the simple servant could reach a level of, of devotion that the, the master's pleasure becomes his pleasure. In other words, unlike the faithful servant, like let's, let's um, talk about chassidim and shluchim, and vis-a-vis their relationship to the Rebbe. There could be some shluchim who love the concept, let's say, of spreading the Torah, spreading the mitzvahs, and they see what they're accomplishing, and they feel the value of what they're doing. And they have a gishmak, not just because they're told to do it, but because of, of the great value, and they see how this is what prepared the, prepares the world for coming Mashiach, and this is this is such a great thing, and that's it would seem that's something like the faithful servant. But then there is a higher level within the simple servant as well, and that is, the simple servant is so devoted to the master that because the master enjoys something, the servant enjoys it as well. Not because of intrinsically of what he's doing, but because he's so devoted to his master that the master's pleasure is his pleasure. So um, so anyway, so I'm not um, uh, knowledgeable enough to... Uh, says, Everyone said that it's very... Uh, it's a very uh, deep way of studying to compare... Uh, the way one rabbit describes things, the way another desc- Rebbe describes the same concept, and to see the difference between them and why. So um, that's, not the, uh, that's, not, that's not what we're doing here in a 20-minute class today. But I just wanted to point out that there are levels within simple servant, and faithful servant, and there could be a simple servant who may, has a similarity to a faithful servant, and that his pleasure is a master's pleasure, albeit not because of the work itself, but because he loves his master so much. Um, Rabbi Mendel Futafas, Vashom, he loved this discourse of the Rebbe and he told Rabbi Yol al he says, the whole entire Samach Vav is just for us to know about the simple servant, the faithful servant, and how to serve Hashem. And Rabbi Yol uh, said, what are you talking about? There's so much revelation of godliness in Samach Vav, there's so much, uh, so much talk about how we're supposed to serve Hashem intellectually and emotionally, the Futafas wasn't one to mince words. He says, "May you be burnt together with your samachvav," as <laughs> if I've whatever. He didn't mean it. And he made, the whole samachvav is just for miknirav. It's just for this discourse called miknirav about the simple servant, the faithful servant. Anyways, so there is a another kind of kabbalah sale. There's another way of acceptance of Hashem by masculine souls, and that's what the Torah refers to when it says that Yaakov had servants, male servants. Then there is another kind of service of Hashem, of acceptance of Hashem's yoke through feminine souls. And that is the idea of maid servants. The Rebbe doesn't explain what he's referring to, masculine souls and feminine souls. um, And how they have different kinds of acceptance of the yoke of Hashem. But on various occasions the Rebbe did speak about the Value of uh, the, the feminine approach to serving uh, serving Hashem, the masculine approach to serving Hashem. Um, one advantage of the masculine approach to service serving Hashem, and this is something that says that, that all of us need to embody. We need to embody both kinds of service of Hashem. It doesn't matter um, doesn't matter what kind of soul we have. We still have to have something of each of each uh, when when things need to need to, need to get done. Um, Another occasion, the Rebbe spoke about how, it was in 1977, um, I was actually born during the Fabringen, where the Rebbe spoke about how there are um, there are uh, all kinds of components in serving Hashem. Yud Kislev, Tashlamat Zayin, the Rebbe said that, although there's many components in serving Hashem, but it all is based on sheep. Yaakov sold his sheep to buy all these different kinds of servants, and so too, you, you may need to use the intense power of the yaks, you may need to use gevura in serving Hashem, but it has to be because of your sheep-like devotion to Hashem. Because God says to be like an ox, you'll be like an ox. God says to be like a donkey, to be stubborn, so then you'll be like, but that's all because of your sheep-like devotion, that you're following God, whatever God wants, you're flexible to be anything because of whatever Hashem wants you to do. So, so clearly we, we, we don't, um, we, we, we mustn't only relegate ourselves to what we're used to doing. Um, there was a woman who asked the Rebbe, uh, she said to the Rebbe, I have some mitzvahs that I find are hard for me, some mitzvahs that I have that, that I uh, like, which ones should I focus on? They responded, um, it says in the Talmud, Chatev e chatev e says in the Talmud, grab and eat, grab and drink. This world, says the Talmud, is like a wedding. Grab whatever you can get from the smorgasbord don't don't define yourself by your tendencies, by the mitzvahs that you're that you like to do and that You don't like to do. You should do what comes your way. You have to be flexible. You have to go. You have to. Uh, the Rebbe Hashab said, because we're about to arrive at, at the uh, shalayim with Mashiach, so there is more of an emphasis in our generation not being precluded to serving Hashem in one specific arena. The according to the secret way that Hashem has delegated various generations to accomplish various, ta- various tasks, we are uh, maybe could, like similar to the Marines. We're not on air, we're not on sea, we're, we're everything. We've got to capture the, the port, we've got to make it happen. Anyway, so getting back to what I was saying before about different kinds of soul, souls, masculine souls and feminine souls, one, one characteristic of the male, the Talmud says, is that a male has a nature to conquer. And that is important, serving Hashem, to conquer. To transform a place of the world and make that place a place for Hashem—that's that's that's significant. That's important. The power of the feminine soul is the ability to uh, reveal the beauty within, to nurture. So the, instead of the person or the place being conquered by the power of the realm of holiness, rather the person is. Um, able to bring out their own connection to what's going on, you're able to help that person discover their own inner, inner relationship to Hashem. Not, not just by, the Rebbe said another occasion that the Rebbe Hashab told us we need to be a candle to give light. So the idea of a candle to give light, the Rebbe says, is not you're supposed to use the weight of your candle, you're supposed to use the light of your candle. So you're not supposed to use the force of your personality. To sway people to uh, follow what you think is the will of God, it's supposed to be be with the light of your candle. In other words, I think by talking from your heart and and uh, as I mentioned yesterday, that the told Ramesh Feller Langezunt, that uh, you don't scream in people's ears, you you whisper in people's ears. But so uh, my grandmother and Gesund um, She brought a woman, a group of women, to visit the Rebbe, and I think one of them was a nurse. Never spoke about. Uh, the role of a nurse, it's a beautiful, beautiful talk of I'm not going, going to convey the whole thing now, but the idea of the power of a nurse, they saying the most w- nurses are women, because women have this power of nurturing. And they was talking about transforming Worcester to a Jewish city, to a Hasidic city, and they said it should be such a transformation that they should know in Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania and Los Angeles that Worcester is a Hasidic city. So they spoke up to them about the way they should transfer, transform. Transform wisdom was through their feminine characteristic, their, their ability to uh, work from within, not to conquer from without. And another occasion, they said that this is something that everyone needs to, to, to learn from from, from women. Um, anyway, so so there doesn't specify here in vis-a-vis acceptance of the yoke of Hashem. What is the difference between the masculine soul and the feminine soul? But suffice it to say that we have to, we got to do it all. And we have to have the service of Hashem called sheep. What's the value of sheep? The meaning of the word sheep means to depart. Tz'i, which means to depart, to escape, to leave, has the same root as the word tzoyin, which means sheep. So what this means is that we have to leave all that we're used to. leave, Leave ourselves and all of our affairs as it says in the Pesach, go out and see daughters of Zion. Says the Alt-Rebbe, Tsenah Ure'enah, by going out of yourself, that's how you will see godliness. You want to see godliness? Here's what you need to do. Leave everything that you're used to to follow Hashem, without logic, without reason, then you'll see stuff. Leave not just yourself, but leave the entire spiritual cosmos, then Ure'enah, then you'll witness a revelation of Godliness beyond the spiritual cosmos. And this revelation will not just be in higher worlds, but also descend into the spiritual cosmos. That means by serving Hashem as the male servant, the female servant, as the sheep, uh, by going out of ourselves to serve Hashem with acceptance of God's yoke, then we'll have the donkey, then we'll have the ox, then we'll merit the revelation, the coming Mashiach. And that is what Yaakov told Esav, that I have already done my job in Lavan's home, and I've already done all the, uh, all the refining refinement I need to do with the sheep, with the servants, the female servants, and now I'm ready for the donkey, donkey I'm ready for the ox, I'm ready for the revelation of Mashiach. That's the end of the first, uh, almost the end of the first section of this this discourse. Um, have a great day of David, great day of Dr. Resman.